0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Buzz, I'm your host, Dayton Olander. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. New details have emerged about a Utah National Guard training exercise this February that led to two US Army Black Hawk helicopters crashing near Snowbird Ski Resort's Mineral Basin. Witnesses at the time said people were within mere feet of the crash. The Tribune's Jeff Parrott spoke with reporter Jordan Miller, who initially reported the incident, about the result of an investigation
1: into the costly mountainside crash hey jordan thanks for joining the daily buzz today
2: no problem thanks for having me
1: yeah of course so the last about two months now you've been reporting on a training exercise gone wrong from the utah national guard can you give us a reminder of what happened this february
2: yeah for sure so basically um in february two utah national guard blackhawks crashed near snowbirds mineral basin area um nobody was hurt but there were some skiers around and video from them shows how close the crash was to people, but the landing zone is technically about 150 yards away. Um, It was during during a training exercise, and in the video you can see some fresh snow get kicked up by one of the helicopters. So the investigative board actually determined that the cause was human error from the pilot commanding the trailing helicopter. When um, that helicopter descended below the lead helicopter, Uh, some whiteout conditions caused that pilot to rely on the flight instruments to determine his position, but when the helicopter touched down, it drifted right, rolled onto its side. Uh, that's when kind of there's a loud noise in the video, and um, that's when the main rudder blade snapped apart, and one piece struck the lead helicopter, causing failure of that helicopter's tail rotor. And that helicopter was able to safely land after it had a full spin. So.
1: So both helicopters on the ground, it was another month, I think, or a couple of weeks before they could bring in a larger Chinook to fly out the helicopters. How did they kind of like babysit the helicopters up on the mountain? What did they do?
2: Yeah, they had security, um, around there. It, I think it was March 2nd that they had those, um, helicopters come out and be able to take the, uh, helicopter wreckage away. Um, but they had security around the area, uh, to kind of watch them. And I think Snowbird even provided them like a warming hut so they could coordinate that while they are watching the helicopters, make sure nobody's kind of poking around.
1: Gotcha. And what are they gonna do with the helicopters? Are they able to get fixed?
2: So the helicopters, uh, they had about 9.23 million in damages. Um, Well, damage just from the accident. Combined
1: in the two helicopters.
2: Exactly. Uh, And they will be likely used for mechanical training. Uh, I think that they already have two replacements coming in um, here to replace those two damaged helicopters at the Utah National Guard.
1: And during the reporting, this kind of turned into a land dispute story in parts. Can you explain what happened around trying to get this training exercise planned and who was involved?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So in my research, I kind of found that some other National Guards of other states sometimes consult the Forest Service to figure out how to spec out these different landing zones they're going to use training exercises for. Um, And the Utah National Guard does this as well. Um, The National Guard usually coordinates with Snowbird when the mineral basin area is used, the area where the crash occurred this time. And it's usually used about one to two times a year for training exercises like these. Um, And they coordinate with Snowbird to make sure It's used during non-peak hours, but the land that they actually use is National Forest Land per Snowbird. A spokesperson at the Forest Service said that the Utah National Guard typically coordinates with them to help find potential areas conducive to training exercises, looking at things like um, the angle of the landing slope, things like that. Um, But she also said the land over there is like a checkerboard in terms of property boundaries. And although they weren't involved here, no standards were violated.
1: Were any soldiers hurt?
2: No, no one was injured. Um, none of the soldiers were injured. Nobody on the ground was injured. Um, they were both be able to get there safely, but there was $9.23 million in damage. So,
0: As always, you can find the latest from Jordan at sltrib.com. Next, reporter Alex El Cabrera has a story on how some Salt Lake County municipalities will begin to make their communities a little more navigable for Utahns.
3: From Copperton and Holiday to Midvale and Salt Lake City, Several municipalities in Salt Lake County are setting plans to make more walkable and better connected streets. And awards from the Wasatch Front Regional Council could ease the process. The council awarded nearly $850,000 total to eight transportation projects in the Salt Lake Valley. This would help with updates to ordinances and plans for walkable and bikeable streets and station areas. The projects include bike and pedestrian lanes in Copperton, a historic Main Street urban design project for Meadville, and two projects in Salt Lake City, one for zoning amendments along 300 West to accommodate the change of its landscape, and another for a traffic analysis that would include strategies for pedestrian connections in the 1300 East area.
0: Thanks, Alex L. Our final story of the day comes from the Tribune's TV critic, Scott Pierce, who gives readers an inside look at what polarizing reality TV star Julie Stouffer is up to these days. Stopher was famously kicked out of BYU more than 20 years ago after she appeared on MTV's The Real World Show. She has since left the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and learned to love who she was at the time the show aired, despite the intense criticism she has received over the years. Stopher and the rest of the cast from Real World New Orleans recently gathered for a reunion that is set to begin streaming on Paramount Plus today. And that's it today for the Daily Buzz. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and let your friends and family know about us. You can listen to new episodes on any of your favorite streaming apps. I'd like to thank the Salt Lake Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz today, and Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow.